So we try to bring those in. And like you're saying, it's a different group that may not have been in. They may not have come in. And then they look and they're like, oh, you have an escape room. We thought about doing that with our business mm. with a team building. Yeah. So you, you just never know who, who you're going to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Bobby. I'm looking forward to this conversation. This is going to be a good one. For the people who have not had the pleasure of meeting you, tell us a little bit about who you are and the center you're with. Appreciate it, Forrest, with the opportunity to come on your show here, watch it all the time. Great stuff. So thank you for what you you do for our industry. Bobby Hogue with 814 Lanes and Games and currently in Johnstown and a second location coming to Greensburg, Pennsylvania. So just outside of Pittsburgh. Awesome. So yeah, tearing up the the Western PA. Trying to. Yeah, I love it. It's one of the more uh, dense areas that I've seen for centers. Western PA, Ohio, Michigan, those seem to have more centers than anywhere. Yeah, it definitely definitely a bowling state for sure. Yeah, exactly. And what do you think that is just like factories and stuff that were there before? Have you, have you factory which transited to leagues or why do you think it's so heavy there? Yeah, from my understanding, it used to be basically a double shift in at night and then some of the overnight, the third shift workers would come in and actually have a bowling league in the morning when they got mm-hmm, Yeah. So yeah, all the steel mills in this area and definitely the winters as well. Something to do over the winter since we don't right. get to, too much summer here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I got to have some stuff to do. Okay. Well, so walk us through a little bit, maybe uh, your journey into the industry, maybe how you got started with your center or if there's history even before that. I'd love to hear a little bit how you got started in bowling. Yeah, absolutely. So we actually started with the, in the inflatable industry. So I got into the family mm-hmm. entertainment with some inflatable rentals and was doing that with the ultimate goal to open a family entertainment center. Mm-hmm. So we started with a small 7,500 square foot center with some inflatables and arcade and on our journey to expand that, we came across the Richard Lanes that was for sale. So the owner that was ready to retire and wanted somebody to take over that was going to continue bowling in our town. And so we started looking at that and developed a plan, got a team together and put that together and did a full, took a 40 lane center down to a 24 lane center and converted it over to a family entertainment center by adding arcade, laser tag, escape rooms, full restaurant and bar. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, it's a big endeavor. Yeah, definitely. It was. <laughs> and that's the uh, 814 that lanes and games <laughs> that you're talking about. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you're also working on another one. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've been doing very well with that one. The community supported us so greatly. And so we had been looking to expand closer to Pittsburgh in the Greensburg area prior to purchasing the center up there. So went back out into that area and the building we had previously looked at was still for sale. So we purchased that and we're in full construction mode right now with that in anticipation and opening in October. Very exciting. So I'd love to take one step back and talk a little bit more about your first center, about maybe purchasing that because coming from outside of the industry, tell me a little bit about that experience, maybe as much as you want to share about structuring the deal and how you made that first jump because going from inflatables is one thing, but you know, to this full center with 40 lanes and all the build out with it, it's something that, you know, isn't exactly easy and takes a little bit of a leap of faith. Yeah, definitely. So we were looking to expand and bring on some different attractions with what we had and come from a bowling background. So our parents had always bowled. My brother and I bowled all through school. So we were avid bowlers. We had we had joked around, talked about owning a bowling center when we were younger and 
So when the that opportunity, we were actually looking at a Toys R Us, an old Toys R Us building. Okay. And our real estate agent said, hey, you got to take a look at the bowling alley. The owner is really ready to sell. So we went over and took a look at it and talked to him, looked at the numbers and did a feasibility study and started putting some stuff together. And we're like, oh, we can really make this happen. Yeah. Uh, and then with uh, figuring out the, the financial, bringing on some investors and partners to help with that and just went from there. And then we started the design and started working with all of our attraction partners and everything and getting everything lined up. And it was definitely an experience for sure, going from a, a smaller center where we're leasing to purchasing the building and right. and all of the obstacles that, that came along with that and learning about a liquor license, learning about the restaurant part of it and a lot of interesting things to new experiences there. Yeah. No, what's your mindset going into something like that or like through that progression is you're something like, Hey, we're going to figure it out or a little bit nerve wracking or tell me, walk me through a little bit about what it's like to be in that position. It's definitely a combination of both. Uh, It's obviously a lot of stress because you anticipate some things not going as planned and that's the way it's going to be with life is that you're going to have those challenges that you have to overcome. But I I believe that we have the mentality that we're just going to get it done no matter what it takes. And it was a lot of long hours and it was a lot of construction, helping the construction crews and building walls and insulating Mm -hmm. walls, painting and all of the things to whatever we had to do to get it done so that we could open because you have all of that cash flow going out and you're just so anxious and so eager to get it coming back in. Yeah, uh, that's the stressful part. And the same thing here. It's like, we're doing this one now. And it's like, you see all the bills going out and you're like, oh man, it's just it'd be nice when we can open the doors and uh, get some of those, the guests back in there and get the community, what, cause the community's excited about it. So, right. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, that's the anticipation. Important. And that's, that's what it's all about. Getting mm-hmm. that cash flow back in and releasing some of that stress. Yeah. So then you're almost looking forward to those stresses of the customers because at least they're paying, right? Correct. It's a, that's a little bit different, different stress than right. yeah, than the, the building phase and making sure that the project is moving along and that everything times out and working with your contractor and working with all, especially in our industry, when you're building something like this and the contractors is building everything out, but then we are saying, hey, we have a crew for this. We have a crew for that. We have a crew that's, so we have a bowling crew, a laser tag crew, an escape room crew, all these different attractions that are coming in to fill mm-hmm. the space that they're building. So, hey, you need to have this and this done and you're giving them the checklist and making sure they're done for when they're coming in. So it's definitely a juggling act and sometimes it can it can be high stressed. Right, drop a ball here or there. Yeah, if you, yeah, sometimes you drop a ball and it, it just, it rolls for a while. Right. So and try to minimize the number of drops you have. Right, right, exactly. And so speaking of that, what does that look like from the first center to the second one now? How do those two compare? Is it much easier? Is it a bigger build out or just walk me through the difference of the two? Yeah, so it's definitely a different experience. So the first one, we purchased an existing center and pretty we basically remodeled the entire thing, but we had the bowling in place and there was a restaurant, that, uh, a pizza place there. So there was a footprint of a restaurant. Hmm. As to where this project, we bought an old empty grocery store. So build out everything. So there's nothing. It was basically just an empty shell. So Hmm. we had to put everything in, everything brand new from the HVAC, electrical, plumbing, the sewers, everything is brand new in in this one. So it's definitely Hmm. a different experience taking over and remodeling 
versus doing a full build out. Right. Yeah. So, a, a lot bigger. So then is that something again, where you take on partners for capital and stuff, just because it's such a, a bigger endeavor? We were able to actually keep the same partners and we reinvested what we were making mm-hmm. the Johnstown location. Okay. And so we didn't have to take on any additional partners or anything for this project. Yeah. Okay. And you bought the this building or this is a, a triple net? No, we actually bought this building as well. Okay. Wow. So we feel that it's better to have, to be your own landlord. Yeah. And then we have the real estate as collateral. Yeah. With the loans and on the project, it's always better. I've heard some stories about people being in their building for a long time. And then all of a sudden somebody sells, the landlord sells mm-hmm. it. And yeah. We invest millions of dollars in these attractions and all, yeah. these, all the upgrades and things like that. And didn't ever want that to, to happen. So yeah, it's, it seems to be, we own real estate at both locations. Yeah. That, that seems to be the way to go. As long as you have the capital to get the real estate, just because long-term that's a big part of the business play is that real absolutely. estate appreciation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So very cool. So then are you doing like new lanes? Are you pulling from a different spot or to, maybe tell me a little bit about some of the attractions you're doing and then sourcing those? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously Bowl Expo, IAPA, the different trade shows and being able to, what our industry does with those is just absolutely amazing and almost priceless at some points where you have all of those, your vendors that you could need and your potential partners all in one location is just so anybody who doesn't attend those in the industry should be attending those. Yeah, missing out. Uh, but yeah, we'll be putting in Brunswick lanes. So okay. um, we'll, they'll be going in. We have 14 lanes in the main bed and then a six lane VIP section. Smart. Yeah. Yep. Those so we'll have, well. uh, we'll have mm-hmm. two golf multi-sport simulators. So that'll be new for us. We are also going to have four lanes of axe throwing which will be new for us. We're going to be using champ throw for that with the projection and, yeah. and that screen. So that, that's uh, that's pretty exciting. That'll also be new to us. We are moving one of our escape rooms from Johnstown to Greensburg and putting a new one in Johnstown. So mm-hmm. that'll kind of freshen up things in at the one location. And it's new because the Greensburg location is about an hour away. So I'll basically get to experience that escape room. Is that just uh, something you throw in a trailer? How does that work? No, they're actually, uh, we bought the one that we, the ones we have from Creative Works. So they come and they're going to disassemble mm. it and put the new one in and then reassemble okay. it. So it's pretty neat the way that they do it. It's all in panels and they basically build it together like a puzzle. Oh, that's really so cool. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. And then we'll also be doing the laser tag arena down mm. there. So uh, and who's that with? Creative Works. Okay, uh, they're doing that they're as well. Doing, yeah. And then Laser Blast will be. We'll have those at both locations there. Very cool. And uh, and then we'll also have our restaurant bar at, mm-hmm. at both locations. And then so. are you doing free fall or string for the uh, lanes? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think we are doing strings. Mm. And I think that's just the way the industry is yeah. going. Tough to find uh, mechanics and right. they're just so much more efficient. And it was nice to hear that what, a month ago or so that they're that they're working on getting that approved and yeah, I'm excited for August to figure out the final, how that's going to work and with the scoring and the averages and everything with, with the strings. We actually have a couple of the, one of the local colleges is going to be bowling at our center and they're pretty excited about it. So yeah, I think especially for more of the FEC style that you're talking about building, that, that makes a lot of sense. Unless you're league heavy and you're replacing lanes, then it makes sense if you're going new and FEC, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if we were building just a traditional center, then it probably would have been free fall. And we do have free fall in Johnstown, and we it is a very heavy league base there. Exactly. Even though it yeah. is an FEC, we still do have leagues there seven days a week. And so that when that time comes, we probably will replace those with free fall. 
with a newer freefall. We have A2s in there now. So, yeah, you know, those things the are indestructible. 60 some year old workhorses. Yeah, they're indestructible. <laughs> Correct. So, it's <laughs> just finding that mechanic to, right. to come in and, and work on them. Yeah, absolutely. So let's transition a little bit maybe to some of the stuff that's working for you guys today. What do you see? Obviously, you have a big project coming up, but maybe we'll start with 814 Lanes and Games. What do you see working inside your centers today? Yeah, right now it's challenging for us. As we talked about before, Pennsylvania is a great bowling market, but there's also a short window to do things outside in the summer. Yeah. So Kids Bowl Free has been working tremendously for us mm. for the last couple of years. I think we had almost 4,000 kids sign up last year and, wow. and we're about the around that same high 3,000s this year. Mm. So, you know, that that allows you to bring that that customer base in. So having the different different attractions really helps for the group events and birthday parties and all the different things in the community. We're actually having a blood drive on Monday. So trying to think outside the box, how can we get some other, yeah. some different people in here? So we partnered and again, something to help the community and to bring bring new, maybe people who hadn't been to our center before in a different, a different crowd, giving away a game card for everybody who helps and donates some blood. So that's one thing. We've done a lot of charity things. We have a charity crane. So we have that right as you walk in the front door and we just pick a different charity every quarter and everything that goes into that crane every dollar we donate right to the charity mm. and then we supply the plush for it oh, so very cool i like that idea a lot yeah and the charities love it they're contacting us all the time and so basically giving back and helping a lot of the nonprofits with fundraisers and things like that's worked very well for us the kids bowl free has been great like i said we have a heavy league base so so that's good and a sales team that, that goes out and works with all the different bigger events and things like that, the field trips and all of those things are working pretty well. Yeah. Tell me about that sales team then. I'd be curious to hear about that. Yeah. So we have like a birthday party coordinator and then we have an outside salesperson and we have another, a couple other people that are basically calling exist or previous guests and who have set up events and parties and things like that, contacting schools, contacting daycares, going out to businesses, basically anybody, any different group. We do a lot of tours with the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts where we bring them in. Some of the schools with the STEM programs yeah, works really well because we can offer a tour behind the scenes. They can kind of see how that works along with bowling some games, having some right. drinks, some different things like that. So yeah. But I think it's important to get that, to keep that group business, to have a great team Oh yeah, working just on that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, I'm really curious to hear maybe some of the details of how you run that because we're starting to offer that as a service for some people because the group events just seem to really be on a tear, whether it's the teams or the nonprofits, fundraisers or the birthday parties. It seems to be a great way for business and that it is a dual marketing effect because if you have an event, you bring a lot of people in who maybe haven't been in it a long time or ever, and it kind of self-reinforces. Yeah, absolutely. We see that a lot with our fundraisers. So yeah. we have, we have this will be the second year for it coming up. And last year, they, and they booked 30 teams for a fundraiser. So we had two shifts. And this year, they're projecting to have 48 teams. So two wow. full shifts of selling lane sponsorship. And then we allow them to come in and do a basket party. And then yeah. they they do 50-50 and they do that. Very successful helping them raise a good bit of money for whatever organization it is. Yeah. Um, so we try to bring those in. And like you're saying, it's a different group that may not have been in. 
they may, may not have come in. And then they look and they're like, oh, you have an escape room. We thought about doing that with our business mm-hmm. with a team building. Yeah. So you, you just never know who who you're going to. A lot of our, so our outside salesperson and either myself or my brother or, or somebody from our team are going to different networking events. So part of two different chambers and a couple other networking groups. We actually host a networking group at our business on every Wednesday. And then we have another one that's a local one that they'll come in once or twice a year. And it's more of a quarterly or monthly. I think they do monthly. And just going, making those connections, went to a a larger networking through another business association and just talking to everybody and letting them know what you do and how you can help them, whether that be nonprofits or businesses looking to team building is great for motivation for anybody as we, as we know. Yeah. Especially when it comes to more virtual based teams, I find that it becomes even more prescient that they have a spot where they can get together. And if, because if you're not in the office together, you don't have a lot of those opportunities to build the camaraderie and a spot like yours is like the perfect opportunity for them to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Who wouldn't want to have fun? We have a few different schools that bring their teachers out at the end of the year, you know, after all the testing and as the year winds down or as soon as the school year finishes up, it's kind of a way to reward them, but also to build that team up. So we've kind of taken that and gone to other schools and say, hey, have you thought about doing this? And some people yeah. haven't thought about doing it and you have to show them, hey, there's other people that are doing this and, and they're having a good time and they're having a lot of success doing it. Yeah, I think that sometimes is like half the battle, right? It's just suggesting that this exists and going out and saying, hey, here's this package. You don't have to do all this planning because that's if you're HR, you got a lot of work. It's one more thing to have to plan these parties. If you say, Here's this thing that lots of people are doing. They like it. All you have to do is check these boxes. Do you want food or how much do you get to want to pay per head per person or whatever? And then you can make that easy for them. And just the fact knowing that it's, it exists is planting the seed is half the battle, I find. Because like you said, oh, who doesn't want to have fun? Absolutely. You, some people will, especially when you have that family entertainment center in your name, they will think that, oh, that's just a place for kids. Oh, it's just for right. kids. But when we're building centers for adults, Right. We're putting things Large in there. Kids. For, yeah, we're and everybody's a kid at heart, right? Exactly. In, in some yeah. form or another. So we have people that are kids that are three years old bowling, and we have people in their 80s and 90s bowling. Right. And it's it's the number one participation sport in the country, right? Yep, 70 million a year. So anybody can do it, and you don't have to be good to have fun. And mm-hmm. a lot of people realize that, but some people don't necessarily think of that. And some companies or some groups or teams, you mentioned teams. We do a lot of the travel teams now are huge and they're the, it's similar to what you're saying about being virtual. They get together for practices here and there, but you know, they're from multiple different schools. So they come together just for games yeah. or for practices. So we have, we've been really pushing to, to contact all those travel teams and say, Hey, why don't you do a team building event here? Yeah, again to the you year. Play laser tag, or you can do an escape room, and the escape rooms are great because you really have to work together to get to solve right. them to get out. Especially one of the one of the rooms that we have is you can't get out without the other team, so you, okay. you don't have a choice but to, <laughs> to work together. If you're I like that. Yeah, talk about a great team building event. I want to talk a little bit more about that, but first, uh, before I forget. Tell me a little bit about this outside sales team, maybe how it's set up. Is there like a commission structure or a quota or like how do you incentivize these guys to perform or girls? Yeah, we're still trying to figure that out. So what the way we have it set up now is we have a base plus commission. So, and then we have a 
basically when you hit certain numbers, then the commission percentage goes up. So as you, the more you sell, the more, you know, your percentage on your commission goes up. Okay. Uh, so that's the way we have it set up now. We actually might be tweaking it a little bit for like, like as we're learning, but with that, there's the expectation that you're booking X amount of events per month. Right. So we want to make sure that we're, we're getting events in there and that I have a meeting with them. We actually have an, another meeting next week, but it's like, Hey, these are the things that we need to be booking now. And these are the things that we need to be focusing on. So yeah. we have a calendar and we've worked with Trainertainment okay. with, Beth, with Beth and her team Yeah, Beth's a rock star. Um, to put that together that, okay, we have, okay, now it's July. So we need to be looking at this. It's August. Now we need to be looking at that. It's yeah. So how about these groups and trying to make sure that we're focusing on all those different groups so that we can maximize the group and event business because it is, those are your big money makers. Yeah. Yeah. I find that especially on the corporate side, they're a lot less price sensitive. So you can end up having a much healthier margin on those versus mother trying to book a birthday party for her son is going to be a little bit more sensitive to the price on that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The margins are definitely tighter on the birthday parties. Right. Um, and you're hoping that they have fun and then they'll come in as a guest another time. Right. And they'll want to they'll keep coming back. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, so they, that, that, that's a tough one to figure out. So I'd, I'd be interested if anybody else has a, a rock solid plan for that, because that's mm -hmm. been a, it's been one that we've kind of gone up and down on. We have some really great months and then we have some months where it's like, okay, what can we do better next year to make sure that we're we're on top of that? So Yeah, I'm planning to bring on someone who does the event sales for a really large center to talk about maybe how some of that is structured. But I'm curious, do you have them sell the whole thing? Or are they setting an appointment for you? Or is there a handoff in there? Or is there a certain size where you take over? Or what is that part of it? Now, so yeah, I mean, anytime where it gets up, where it's going to be like a, maybe a buyout of the whole center yeah. or a few hundred people where we have to start looking at, okay, do we have to ask a league not to come a day or yeah. open later, close later? Then I try to get involved in that. But I mean, I have a great team, so they mainly handle all that. Our salesperson is going to get all the, they're going to go out there, they're going to get the majority of the stuff, and then they turn over the details to the in-house events team that kind of make sure that everything's in there, make sure all the day of stuff is ready to go. And that nothing is missed when, if they add extra food, if they need special requirements, mm -hmm. they, whatever they might need, if they need tables and chairs set up, if they need whatever they're going to need in addition to what we normally have ready to go, that all that stuff's taken care of. We try to have as much ready to go as possible using some Google Docs and things like that that we can send out to them. And yeah. then that comes back to us, especially on some of the fundraisers and some of the things where we can put those in as a league and then send those out to the lanes so that when they come in or we do a lot of field trips in May, April, May. So when mm -hmm. they come in, OK, you just say, OK, this group is here. This group is here. This group is here. It makes it the day of flow so much better. Yeah. So we have a team that they, they kind of handle and dot all the I's and cross all the T's and make sure the details are there once the, the salesperson makes that sale and kind of gets that event locked in. I see. So where's the handoff then? The salesperson just gets like a deposit or commitment and then all the details and then they hand it off to the event person who works them into like the calendar or... Because yeah, I mean, the, the calendar's already there, you know, that once that date before the sale's done, that we have that date in place and that time and all of that mm -hmm. stuff is there. So it's kind of more of the final details because you might know it might be 
an RSVP where, okay, it's going to be between 100 and 150 people mm -hmm. and working out all those final details. But yeah, basically after the deposit, after the base, the basic details are in, then it's okay. If there's any other details, they can still contact that salesperson and go through that depending on the relationship mm -hmm. or they just say, okay, they'll be taking over now and anything else you need from this point, I'm still here, but you know, you can work with them to take care of any final details. So we kind of want that person out making the contacts, making the calls, right. going and visiting people yeah. uh, so that it's new, going to get that new business. Right. Yeah. Their highest and best use is out there talking to people and finding new opportunities. So I mean, I'm curious what percentage of your events are generated from that or like what kind of revenue is their target based off of like events or revenue? Revenue is what it's based off of. But okay. if you have an it's it can be 500 person after prom or it mm -hmm. can be lunch for 20 people right but it doesn't really matter and that's what i try to let you know the sales team know hey if you have if you're working with somebody and they say oh we'll do something toward the end of the year hey do you guys ever buy lunch for the office can we help you with that we can yeah. do more of a buffet style or if you had a full list of everybody we can do individuals so try to start with that and if they they like our food then that could be something that occurs regularly and then maybe they have a happy hour event and then maybe they have their holiday party so it's just take what you can get and do those events but obviously if you get the bigger ones that revenue jumps up and those sales jump right. up. Yeah, um, the whales. So, but sometimes you got to put in a lot of work to get to those big events. Yeah. Uh, and some of the companies, especially during COVID and post-COVID until, I guess some people are still a little hesitant now to have big gatherings, but it's easing up. But the first couple of years, we, we had to deal with a lot of that where all corporate said, we can't have a big event yet. We can't right. get together yet. So, yeah. So that's, that was a challenge for us. So, so that's kind of, we're, we're two and a half years in now and we're starting to try to figure that out a little bit more and get that corporate business, get those people out of the office and into yeah. the, into the center. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen definitely somewhat of a reduction in the big full buyouts or the large events, but it seems like it's just kind of been made up with smaller, like divisional or like the specific team events where instead of the whole company is one, 150 people, it's like, hey, well, this team of 15 people, you guys all work together, just go off on your own. Yeah, absolutely. But I would agree with that 100%. We've seen a lot more of that. And some some of the holiday parties will get 60, 80 people, 100 people. Right. But it is a lot more of the the smaller groups, the 25 and under. Yeah, they just um, kind of break them up. Yeah, the accounting department or the leadership team or whatever right. it might, whatever it might be. Yeah, which, which I mean makes sense if you think about it. There's 150 people there. How many you don't hang out with all 150? You usually break off in your click anyway, so it, it makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense from a team building aspect from our side, though. You yeah, know, you right. See some of those bigger events, but you know the schools are the schools are starting to do the field trips and mm -hmm. things like that. So that's always nice. Yeah, you know, when, they, when they come in. I want to touch on the escape rooms one more time. As far as like the team building, is that something you? using your sales pitch or your salesperson uses to say, Hey, here's something that's like totally catered towards team building or how does that play a role into the way you guys book and promote the events? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent because it is one of you. I'm sure you've played escape rooms. Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely a team building thing and you're encouraged to work together. And like I said, our one room cell block E, you pretty much have to work together in order to get out. Yeah. Uh, just the way that the room is set up and designed. It's you're not getting out without the other, the other group. Yeah. So it's just 
Most people don't think, some people do think of it, but a lot of people don't. And again, I hate to keep saying it, but it goes back to letting them know that, hey, this is out there and you can do this and it will help your team. It'll bring you yeah. together. It's a, it's, and it's something fun. It's not a bringing in a speaker and listening to a training or something. It's on where you can have a good time. You could combine it. We have a lot of groups that combine it with lunch. We have a big convenience store that, that has tons of locations in our area. And all of the stores, like I think we've had at least 10, 12 of the stores bring groups in. And they'll bring 10 to 10 to 12 people, 10 to 15 mm -hmm. people. They'll come up into a couple of different groups and they'll have lunch and they'll play the escape room and then they'll flop and the other group will have lunch and yeah. the other group will play the escape room and they try to see who can get out the quickest and make it a competition. We had one of the schools, they kind of made it a like a Olympic style thing where like the escape room was one thing, your bowling score was another thing. Oh, okay. And then like a couple of the games in the arcade were all counted for a score and they added them all up and right. they did like a made bring out the competitiveness of people. Yeah. That's a great idea. Is, and is that something that you try to create as a package for people? Like you have some standardized packages of here's like all the events or activities together. We did kind of try to steal that idea. And we do share that with a lot of other groups and say, mm -hmm. this is what they did. We could help you put that together yeah. if you guys want to do something similar to this. I see. So we've done it a couple of times and mm -hmm. it's neat. I think like it was like ski ball, like hoop fever, basketball, bowling, and they just put everything all together. So that was neat. And then the following year they come back and do the same thing. Yeah. They want to win if they didn't yeah. win last time. Yep. How much of your events are like totally custom, like created events versus like ones just like, Hey, here's the standard event option. So we try to have like a base package. So we right. have like a base package that'll include food and then bowling and a game card. And then the laser tag, the escape room, the other stuff can be add-ons. So okay. we try to have those base packages. We had tried, excuse me, when we first opened of having like set packages and what we found was i don't know if they weren't the right package or everybody wanted something a little bit different so we were ended up yeah. tweaking them and customizing them so we thought okay let's just go with the base package that includes one of the the big group food options and we can just customize it from there by adding the attractions to it so yeah when we meet with a potential guest group we'll have like a qualifying sheet and kind of find out, go down through, okay, how big is your group? How many people? What do you guys want to do? What's mm -hmm. your budget? What are you looking for? And then we, that way we can kind of design it to meet their needs and everything that they want versus us saying, this is what you, you, you have to do, do it this way. This is what you yeah. have to do. Nobody wants that. It needs to be all right. about your guest and the group. Maybe they have a specific goal in mind for their event. And we have some groups that come in and they do like a training in the morning and they use our event rooms. And then we also, and then they'll have fun in the afternoon. So it's like a combination of a meeting and fun team building. Right, right, with right. With lunch in the middle. Mm -hmm. We found that base package and then adding on according to their budget and what they want to be the best way and what yeah. has worked best to meet the needs of every group. 
Yeah, and it's still relatively simple. I mean, that's always the trade-off, right? Is if you make it too custom all the time, it gets too complex for operations or even the salesperson. But the way you have it sounds like it's still pretty simple. It is. And it's if they mm-hmm. say, hey, we want an unlimited game card. Okay, you could throw the unlimited mm-hmm. game card in there and then you just add that price per person in. And you keep right. everything at price per person. That way they know. And then we kind of have it set up to where it's tiered. If you go over 100, then you know the price changes. If <laughs> it's over yeah. 200, then the price changes. But if it's... You have 25 then it's down here but so i guess it not overly complicated but it's still mm-hmm. kind of set up to where the bigger groups get the lower pricing and yeah it, it almost reminds me of what i think is the convenience store you're referring to of how you order it and then you have add-ons on the touch screen as you build oh. your sandwich Yep, and that's kind of exactly, very similar. Yeah, it's kind of exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And they, with everything that they they know that okay, we can add laser tag for an extra five bucks a person. We can add an escape room, but it's going to cost this much. Or so I think that is helpful to somebody who is planning the event and to make it easier. Okay, that would be fun, but maybe not everybody's going to do this, so we need X amount of these. And we do a lot with the groups that that also are paying for some of the stuff. So we have a lot of groups that say, we're going to pay for pizza, drinks, and an hour of bowling. So what we'll do then is we will send them something and say, okay, if anybody wants to play laser tag, if anybody wants to buy a game card, if anybody wants to play hollow gate, if anybody wants to do an escape room, these are the prices and you can RSVP ahead of time. That way we're, we could have everything prepared and then they mm-hmm. can just bring the money and they'll come to the front yeah, desk I see. and say, okay, I got one of the laser tag cards. Yeah. So again, that day of makes it go smoother versus trying to, and, and that's also increased sales at events because if they know ahead of time, especially what we've seen with field trips, we let them know that, hey, we do have, you can buy additional game cards. You can play laser tag. You can get a pucker powder. You can get a slushy. You can get mm. whatever. And these are the, this is the pricing. Yeah. Send it, right. send it yeah. to with the kids or exactly. You know, yeah. So for football organizations or we've done football band, softball, wh- whatever it might be for that end of the year party or a field trip, we also have this, or if it's a company event, we're going to have these available at this. Right. Um, we have the Marines that come in every year and they love playing laser tag. And it's, it's epic when they play laser tag. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it's a little bit different level than a birthday party. Of course, yeah. Of laser tag. So very, that's very really smart. Tactical. So mm-hmm. letting them know ahead of time that we do have these additional attractions available for this price with your group. That way you're, the company might not be paying for it or the group or the organization might not be paying for it, but you can still capture those sales the day of by doing right. it. Yeah. You plant that seed of, hey, this is available. Bring money if you want it. Correct. That's smart. Yeah. 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 So we try to do that definitely as much as we can. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's a key takeaway. Yeah. One of the other things that you you had asked and my brain's been spinning here. One of the things that we do with our event rooms during the weeknights, we we partnered with an art teacher who does the, basically the painting, like the leads a group painting event. Mm -hmm. And okay. we'll pre-sell those and we will typically get 30, 30 spots. I think she can handle 30. And we use that in one of our event rooms and it generates a lot of food and beverage sales. And we make a couple dollars off of the enough to cover the room rental, but it's just a great addition in it. We don't have one in our community, like a painting with a twist or something like that. Yeah. So it's somewhere where they can come in and do that. And it also captures another 
guest who may not come for bowling or laser tag or an arcade, but wants to come in with a group of their coworkers or friends. Yeah. The painting. Add some traffic at least. It gets people in. Definitely gets people in the door and you're not using those party rooms typically on a right. Wednesday night or a Thursday night or, exactly. or every Wednesday or Thursday night. You have some birthday parties, but your slower nights during the week, it allows, you might as well use all of your space for something. Right. So yeah, I like that. Event rooms we have, typically it's two event rooms and they use that space and it generates another $500 in food and beverage sales for that event. For that, Yeah, that you wouldn't have otherwise. That had. you wouldn't have had. And it brings somebody else in and they see something and they're like, oh, my grandson would like this. Or when, oh, we yeah. can play an escape room or we can, mm-hmm. I, knew you, I didn't realize you had this. Yeah. Again, or even like if they're just telling someone, oh, I went over here and they had this and I didn't know I had all these other things. And they tell that person and then it's just, that's how it spreads. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so definitely use anybody who has those, you can get together with a, somebody who does that, a, a paint mm-hmm. instructor. And all we did was reach out to her and we actually had one on Wednesday night and she's like, it's been two years. And I was like, you still like it? And she's like, yeah. I was like, great. That's too. I said, it brings right. so, and it's going to, it's something, like I said, we don't have one of those locate, one of those places in our community. So it works nicely for, for that. And it gives the community something else to do. And it, it helps our our servers generate some extra revenue and tips on those nights. And yeah. you're making use of your square footage that would just be sitting empty if not. Yeah. Yeah. And all around. Correct. I like that. Okay. Anything else that's working for you guys these days you think that would be worth sharing? Man, I haven't even... I think those are some of the big things that the happy hours on the arcade games, that definitely brings a group, brings a group of people in yeah. more frequently. So we're in the process of putting together a, like a membership program. So we'll be trying to roll that out soon and be able to offer more, more benefits with that. Some more half price nights and some different, some different things. Buy one, get ones. We do buy one, get one laser tag. We do a college night when they're back in town, the rock and bulls. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of the same stuff that most people. Yeah. Standard stuff. I like that subscription though. I've talked to a couple people who are trying to get something like that going. It seems like there's some opportunity there for that. We've had a lot of people ask us about it. A lot of the regulars Mm -hmm. who come into bowl about doing a membership and Mm -hmm. it's trying to figure out how you can do it and how you can track it. And Mm -hmm. without cannibalizing, that's the problem, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, they're already coming in. Would they come in more or would it attract more people in if you had it? Or are you mm-hmm. just cutting the price for those particular people that are mm-hmm. going to come in and, and are coming in anyway? And you want to show your existing guests that are coming in all the time loyalty, but also you want to make sure that you're going to bring in new guests with when you do a program like this. So right. we've been trying to work with that. And also trying to to start more in the youth program. So starting high school bowling in our area, which we don't have. Oh, really? Yeah, we're trying mm-hmm. to work on that. I talked to one of the superintendents the other day from one of the schools. and it's, Yeah, it seems to be on the rise in a lot of other areas. It's really kind of taken off. Yeah, we started a, a joined a youth travel, the Pittsburgh Youth Travel League this past season. And uh, trying to, most of the schools out in the Pittsburgh area have bowling in the schools but the johnstown area doesn't doesn't have that so i'm trying to help some of our local youth bowlers go to their athletic directors and kind of put that in place to do that right 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to get them out out of the off the screens and doing something active, right? Yeah, that's what uh, it was funny because they said, "Oh yeah, we just added an esports team." <laughs> it's huge. You can't deny. Yeah, it. you can't deny it exactly. Um, if you could do that, you could probably add a bowling team as well. So yeah, might as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's different, definitely a, a team effort on, on the industry to continue that with, especially with the youth to get, to forward our industry. So right. Right. Kind of do um, yeah, exactly. And that's your future, right? Correct. Very cool. So I know we're coming up to the top of the hour here. I want to be respectful of your time. I appreciate you spending some time here. This has been really valuable and insightful. Last thing we like to finish with is maybe a little bit about where you see things going. Obviously for you, that's going to be opening up a, a second center. But where do you what do you see happening over the next maybe 12 to 18 months in, in the industry and maybe for you as well? Yeah, I think obviously we have that new center. So a lot of our time is going to be focused on that. But as we just touched on the youth bowling, I think is really going to be a big focus for us because Mm -hmm. it is the future and trying to continue to focus on building the youth programs that aren't there to help the community with that and to help those kids. And when they're, they grow up and they really like bowling, that'll create long-term guests for us. Right. So we definitely want to keep that on the focus and bowling seems to be everywhere. You look on, you're watching on TV and you see commercials and more and more all over the place. You're seeing bowling on TV shows and on commercials and all of that. So uh, it's definitely having a moment. It, it is. And it's great. So hopefully that, that momentum will continue and providing nice, clean, fun, safe centers for people to, when they see that commercial, they're like, Oh, we have been bowling for a while for them to, for somewhere for them to go. So right. again, doing our part for, to keep the industry moving forward. Yeah, that's probably the main thesis around our whole service is just getting the word out there and thinking, getting people think, oh, well, I should go in and check that out or that looks fun or we haven't been there in a while and getting an, enough reach, hitting that and showing people with like video and making it look fun is what we found to be the best to just get people to come in. It's just kind of showing them here's what you're missing. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely with, with the marketing and things like that, the videos are powerful. So showing them live action video or pictures or things like that. And they're like, oh, I'm missing out on that fun. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We do that this weekend. Yeah, do you guys do much video over we, there? We definitely need to do a better job of that. It can be uh, tough. It can be. When you're trying to balance everything and it's definitely a challenge. So we can, I think we can always do a better job mm. of, of everything. It's, sure. You try to balance everything that you possibly can and wear all the hats and going back and fixing a belt on a machine or yeah. writing out checks and just handling everything that, that we handle on a day-to-day basis. And it's not always top of mind, but it takes uh, precedence. It, it needs to. Yeah. I mean, like the, uh, the lanes down, you got it. That takes precedence oh, over like, Oh video. yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. The over, yeah, about. exactly. Over sending out a, a video exactly. and marketing, but it's also, yeah. it has its importance that that can draw right. customers in and that can keep your, your business moving forward and keep you going. So it's just the balancing act that you got to keep it all going with. Yeah. Uh, and it's tough when you're working on a new project and a lot of your time's going to that and right. making sure that's going to hit on time and, and everything's going to be in place and you're not going to, miss anything for that so that that can be smooth opening and transition so definitely yeah. a challenge but right well like you said particularly important right now with no cash flow coming in everything's going out versus in you got to focus on it to make sure it gets done on time and you can keep the runway yeah absolutely but you got to keep the existing center rolling and keep that going so you build a great team and have a lot of trust in your team that they're going to take care of things when you're not there and fortunately we've been able to do that and they've kept everything going and it's great to to be able to have a team like that where you can step away and focus on a new project and not miss a beat 
Yeah, maybe we can get together on another one of these calls. I'd love to hear how you built the team because that's really what it all comes down to, right? And some people do have more difficulty than others on it. But is there anything else that you see coming down the pipeline? Do you want to share? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. <laughs> Not a problem at all. This is, like I said, been really insightful. I've really enjoyed it. And I, like I said, appreciate you taking the time here to share some of your experiences. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for what you do for our industry and I look forward to seeing more of your videos. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anywhere that you want people to reach out or if they have questions or they want to know more about your center where you want to send them? They can check out our website or I don't know if I put my email out there, bobby at 814lanesandgames.com. Give us a call, uh, look up my email, check out our website. I'd be happy to talk to anybody in the industry anytime. Right on. Yeah, super generous of you. I always shout out that the industry is just so open and willing to share. It's really oh, cool yeah. to see. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just uh, down at Bull Expo and sitting at oh, breakfast yeah. or lunch or and just talking to people and all the different ideas and everything that everybody has and everybody just looking out for everybody is really a, a great thing in our industry. It's Yeah, awesome. it's really cool. Probably one of my favorite features of the industry. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Bobby. This has been a blast. I'm sure we'll be in touch pretty pretty soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks for it. All right. Thanks. Have a great day.